I don't know why she is not here yet. Oh, and here is my co-host. Hey, everybody! It's Summerblade. Yay. Sorry, I got distracted by a video game. I told you, no shiny objects before showtime. Oh, shiny! But I dug it up myself. <laughs> Still no shiny objects. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, yes, if anyone is wondering, yes, we are doing the same topic that we did last week. Um, I don't know what happened last week. I might actually know what happened last week during Ponies After Dark. Um, the microphone on my headset, I think, just completely died. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so that's why I couldn't hear anything? But you could hear me? Probably. That's weird. Okay, well, at least we know it wasn't like a really bad technical problem then. Oh, except we went for like half the show with, um... Uh, half dead air, but um, evidently the show didn't even record properly. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, we're safe. <laughs> All right then. Well, would it be My Little Pony Talk without technical difficulties of some some kind? It's part of the show's oh, tradition I- at this point. Exactly. I don't think it. I I don't think it would be. But um, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Because I got I got a new headset and I figured I'd get something a little bit more durable. So I got one of those gaming headsets and I don't know about it. <laughs> Not thrilled with it. Um. I, I I don't understand how people can wear these things for long periods of time. Yeah, I've tried one out before because um, I was playing a little bit of online gaming. Uh, 
couple of years ago, they're not really brand that you get. There are some brands that are like the really comfortable and, you know, you could wear them for long periods of time and other ones, there's just not so much. Well, it's comfortable because it's got padding all over it, but it's just so gosh darn heavy. Yeah. They are built to a lot of abuse, though. you got to figure it's it's something that it has to endure a frustrated gamer whose tendencies are to throw something across the room. (laughs) And that usually ends up being the headset or the controller. Okay, so that's why this thing feels like it weighs about eight pounds. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, especially since it's a... Headsets are a little cheaper than controllers nowadays. Um, have you? Oh my gosh! Especially a PlayStation controller. Just a PlayStation Three controllers, like, well, they've finally gone down in price, but some of the controllers now are like thirty to sixty bucks or more. Just the controller. So yeah, usually the headset's the one that goes flying. <laughs> oh okay. So that's why this thing feels like it weighs about, like, a 1,000 pounds. <laughs> yeah. And I have to, to take position. Yeah, then I have to position my ponytail just right so that when I lean my head back, it doesn't fall off of my head. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. And I have not quite gotten it... There yeah. Let me see if I let me see if I put my hair in a bun. Maybe all that hair wrapped around and sort of scrunchy wrapped around it. Maybe that'll give it enough bulk back there to keep this thing on top of my head and not sliding off the back of my head. Because I got it. Because I figured you know it would. It would probably last a little bit longer than the other one did. I don't know. I don't quite remember when I ordered the other one. So, okay, it's a little bit better. But it's like I feel also like you know, you know when you when you watch Sunday football. And you look over at the sidelines and you see the coaches and the announcers' bulky headsets on. Wait, what's that? I said with their big old bulky headsets on. Oh, yeah. I Now I know what they feel like, too. <laughs> feel like you're yelling plays at people? Yes. <laughs> and you know, when my, my mother says something, I have to literally take them off because it's like everything else I cannot hear. <laughs> because of the padding on the sides of the um, the earpieces. And some high quality yeah. headphones there. Yep. Yeah, they've even got padding on the uh, very top. Ooh, fancy! Yeah, not bad for not bad for for twenty bucks. Yeah. 
and it has an on-off switch for the microphone and a volume control right on the uh, on the wires. Mhm. So, but I don't know. I guess I maybe I just need to get used to wearing them. Yeah. And well, I mean, with mom home. Yeah, with mom home all the time, I can't use it when I'm listening to stuff on my computer because I have a hard time hearing her as it is. Yeah. You got to hear her. She's yelling at you. They're yelling for you for something. Yeah. And since actually work is actually forcing her to go back next week, Oh, okay. Is she doing any better? She's doing better, but I don't think she's at the point in recovery to go back to work. But because they use rolling FMLA, Mm -hmm. she doesn't get the full 12 weeks. Oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Because if you use it the year before, what happens is you get it back in buckets of time. Right. And it all goes boils back down to, I swear FMLA was created not to help the employee, but to help the employer to fire, to fire people. Well, probably. Without uh, any repercussions. Because I even called the Department of Labor about it, and they're like, "No, they're they're right." Hmm. So. So yeah, but. We're hoping we can probably make up a compromise. Because, I, yeah, I want her to go back, but I don't want her to go back before she's ready to go back. Right. So. And, of course, the doctor on Friday is probably going to look over at me because the last time I saw him, I, I said, when can mom can go, when can she go back to work? <laughs> He's probably going to take one look at me and go, wait a minute, weren't you the one who was asking like like, like a month ago, when is she going back? <laughs> now you don't want her to, now you need to make up your mind. <laughs> well, you know, you want her to go back when she's ready. Yeah. You know. Yeah, especially no, since you still she's have an issue. So much. Yeah. So, but once once she does, I think I'll probably have a little bit more of a chance to get used to these things. Or figure out what's that I don't like them. <laughs> well, I mean, either way. 
<laughs> so how has your week been? Um, not too bad. I haven't really done a whole lot, mostly just been working. Um See, did I get anything? I don't think I have any pony news this week. Yeah, and that's what sucks. Everyone gets, everyone is miss, is missing out on last week's pony news because man, did we have some major hauls last week? Oh yeah, between um all the G3s that I got for Easter and. And a whole bunch of other stuff, and then all the you got like four or five eBay packages, something like that, a ridiculous number. Yeah, and one of them was that big, big, huge lot that I was waiting for that I was supposed to have the week before. I've been eyeing up some eBay lots, I'm not, not gonna lie, but I've been trying <laughs> to be good. I I I have been too, but um, I haven't been succeeding. <laughs> I will not lie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard when you see a good pony lot. Oh yeah. Because you know they don't. You come on, you know, good lots, really, really good ones that you just can't pass up. Mm, pardon me. Don't come up that often. And so, you know, when you see them, you're kind of like, mm, let me just get it now. Yeah. Because you don't know if you're going to see it again. Exactly. Because I've seen some... um there has been a big number of UK Mountain Boys up for sale. Oh. I would like to get a UK Mountain Boy. <clears throat> I don't have quite that much money. Yeah, I know. Neither do I, but um, did you bid on a lot anyway? I'm taking from your little laugh. On two. Oh, on two. Okay. Actually, on all five. <laughs> on okay. Wow. <laughs> but um, how is that going so far? Two. Are you winning on any of the lots, or? Two. What's that? Two. I, I'm sorry, you're mumbling. I can't really hear you. I said two. Oh, okay, two. Yep. Well, I mean, that's still good, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Except for um, I um one um. Uh, 
I'll Facebook this one to you. Okay. Hang on a sec. I gotta pause in the game. And where's my internet? <laughs> Go home, April. You're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody posted a picture of um, obnoxiously snowy weather, and the caption: "Go home, April. You're drunk." Yeah. Yeah. I had to break out my cold jacket again. Yeah, we, um, I think it was last, I think it was last week. There was one day where it was hilarious. It was Chicago weather at its finest. Because they always say, you know, in Chicago, you have to carry around something for every weather weather pattern, because yeah. if you wait five minutes, it'll change. Well, my dog hated me that day. <laughs> I bet. On the account of, I put him out. It was bright. It was sunny. And then all of a sudden, I would turn around and, like, it would dark out. I went out to get him one point. It <laughs> looked like a snow globe outside. <laughs> oh. And someone was, was viciously, like, shaking it. <laughs> wow. Because we now weren't this getting... Auction, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this auction that you sent me... On uh, Facebook, is this one that you won, or? Uh huh. Really? <laughs> oh, I'm super jealous. <laughs> now I wish I'd saved that bag of combs that I just sold because I think. Do you think I had his comb in a bag of combs oh. that I got? But. I sold it <laughs> because I was never going to get one. Oh, sorry. Had I known, I would have saved it for you. Well, I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, heck, the pony's more important than the comb. Mm, oh, he looks so pretty. Doesn't he? Yes. Dang it, you got the rarest mountain boy. And yes, I know, I went a little crazy on the one. (laughs) Well, that's not the highest price I've heard somebody paying for him. Um... I think I did hear tale of somebody paying almost six hundred dollars for him, or three hundred, or somewhere in in a range much higher than this. Um, I actually had a friend of mine that was supposed to get this particular mountain boy, um, in an eBay auction, and when he received the package, it was just the pony's body, no head. Ouch. Yeah. 
So, but oh, he looks pretty. Doesn't he? Yes. So once he gets here, he will, of course, be treated with very gentle hands. (laughs) I would imagine. (laughs) So get the white glove treatment. But yeah, I, wow. out of the five, I I got I got two. Mm, nice. Now what's the other one that? Oh, okay. I see the other one you got. You just sent me the link. Oh, nice. That's actually yeah, not that good for him either. No, I was shocked. Now, do you still have to pay shipping on top of what you paid for both of them, or? Um, I'm going to actually email the person and see if they can do, they can combine it. Yeah. Nice. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping they will, especially for. Well, yeah, I mean, I would hope you paid that much money for just those two ponies. Yeah. Should we tell our listeners who which ponies we're talking about or you <laughs> want to wait until they get there? Uh, hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll be nice. We are talking about um, ice crystal. Yes, and we are also talking about fireball. Yes, the illustrious. UK exclusive mountain boys. Yes. And I will tell you if I get if I get shipping, if I get you know tracking on these boys. Oh yeah, I'm tracking these to the minute. Oh, I would imagine. <laughs> But I'm sorry you don't have any pony news for this week, but I have pony news. Oh, what did you get now? I have several bits of pony news, and I want to I want to ask you, which one should I do first? Oh, should I do hmm. the show's pony news first, or should I do mine first? Why don't you do show pony news first? Okay. Well, as we all know, Miss Summerblade was gracious enough 
to go ahead and customize a pony to look just like our logo. And we, of course, have now named her, and she is now named Talkie. And she arrived on Monday. Oh, yay, Talkie's there. Yeah, I I messaged you and told you, Talkie's here. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I never even knew she was on her way. You never even sent me the tracking number. Sorry. (laughs) I've been a little distracted as of late with my new job and stuff. Oh, trust me, so have I. I We had a huge project that was supposed to end on on Saturday, and then they, they came on to say, keep working. Then it was supposed to be, it was supposed to end on Sunday, and they were like, just keep working. Mm-hmm. And then Monday comes, and they're like, and they're like should we st- keep working? And then they're like, stop up. We're going to put you into something else. It's like, okay, I'm going to wait for my new assignment. And then three minutes later, it's like, go back, keep working. <laughs> finally, yesterday, the project finally ended. So unfortunately, that also means uh, the unlimited overtime ended. But within two days, I managed to get between Sunday and Monday, I managed to get, I think, 20 hours worth of overtime. Wow. (laughs) It's either 15 No, I'm sorry, 17 hours worth of overtime. Well, still, that's a lot. Yeah. And I am very gently opening up the box. Because I want to be careful. I tried to pack her as carefully as possible. I got her and I saw the address and it's like, oh, Talkie's here. <laughs> the box is now opened. Yay. Let us remove the bubble packet. Now, her headphones should be right on top. <gasps> oh, they are so cute in person. They look like mine. <laughs> awesome. Now, if oh, anyone is interested so in Sony headphones, there is a tutorial um, on a website called My Froggy Stuff, or actually it's a YouTube channel. 
called My Froggy Stuff, um, which is where I got the tutorial on how to make the headphones for her. Oh, she looks so perfect and cute. Now I just got to figure out how to how to put her headphones on. <laughs> this will definitely be one of those items that has something in front of it that says, please do not touch. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if I walk away from the booth for a little bit. Oh. It looks like some of the paint chipped off on the way here. On the headphones. I said it looks like some of the paint chipped off on the headphones a little bit. Ah. I was hoping that wouldn't happen. Well, she now has mommy approval. Oh, good. <laughs> but she is cute. I'm sure I can probably fix the, the paint issue. You've got to tell me what color you used. Oh, just a regular gray. Okay. Well, then I'll just get regular gray paint and it probably, because it probably rubbed up against her at some point. Yeah. But she is too cute. I will have to take photographs. Now, she turned out a lot. She turned out really well. She does. If anything, I'll say that, you know, she decided to dye her hair for the fair. There you go. <laughs> and become a unicorn. <laughs> because why not? Yeah, she's a celebrity now. She can do whatever she wants. Exactly. Oh, she turned out so great. I'll, I'll, I'll find gray. I'm sure I can find gray at the craft store. And I know I have paint sealer because I have it, because it's supposed to be for another project. That I never did. So I'll be able to seal it, and once that's done, what I'll do is I'll put the headphones into a little baggie so that nothing happens with the paint. There you go. But yay, she's here. And you know what the funniest thing is? Over the weekend, I was thinking I have to get a kimono because, of course, kimono is going to have to be on the table. Right. She's going to have to be representing. I was going through, because 
I finally I'm going through and organizing stuff because my uncle brought me some uh, storage boxes so that I can finally get stuff organized because when I went shopping with him, he said, I have storage boxes. But unfortunately, the boxes he brought me are going to be best served for the unboxed ones that are in plastic baggies. Right. Rather than mint in box because underneath the handles, there are little air holes. So, hmm. yeah, no, that's kind of strange. And I'd rather have the mint in boxes in boxes that don't have any holds at all. Ah, uh, yes, that way nothing happens. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So right now, because these are boxes that have already been exposed downstairs in my basement. They've been exposed to the elements already. <laughs> so they there's nothing got. that we're not going to... There's nothing else that's really going to hurt them that much then. No. It's just for when we actually move. And I'm probably going to have to put them into storage for a while. That's when I'm going to want them in actual regular boxes without the little holes. Mhm. So, but for right now, because I was buying them and I was just leaving them in the bags that I bought them in, or if I got them from a seller, and I would just leave it in the box that I got them in. Right. And I was storing them in one room. Well, now I've got the ability to actually pack them up, get them all organized in one spot and get them into the room they're supposed to be in. I mean, that right now is all that matters. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, organization is the yeah. first step. Oh, yes. But I was also going through this one box of uh, loose ponies that I had upstairs, and I found none other than kimono. Awesome. So then it's like, okay, cool. I have her, so I'll be. I've got her. Right now, she's bagged and tagged. Um, I've got one box that has absolutely no holes. That I'm putting all the loose ones in in the plastic bag. I'm leaving the plastic bag open, tossing them into this box with some dryer sheets. Because, unfortunately, my mother smokes, so this way the smoky smell will... They'll they'll smell like snuggles rather than smoke. Right. So, well, well, I have dryer sheets are good for removing that smell. Yeah. I've never had to try it myself. I've I've done it plenty of times. Um, Anytime I had a swap, 
I would always take a dryer sheet and actually put it into the bag with the pony. Okay, so you know that it does actually work then. Oh, yeah, because I've had people open, they they said they've opened it up and, you know, they could not tell that the pony came from a house with a smoker in it. Okay, well, good. Then, Then that does work. Yeah. But I just don't want to put um, a dryer sheet in each bag. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of dryer sheets. Especially snuggles. <laughs> yeah. Because I put the um, I put a few in there. I put like a small amount in there, and I left it for about a week. And I opened it up. First of all, the entire box smells like snuggles. And soon as <laughs> I popped the box open. And then I picked up a bag and I sniffed the pony and it smells kind of like snuggles. So it's like, okay, cool, this is going to work. But then I was going and because I have so many accessories, I do have to go ahead and get them cataloged and everything. I've gotten to all of my accessories in them. And I had one box that actually had some ponies in it. So it's like, okay, this might be my box for selling, which will be the box. I'll clean them up, get them ready, prep them, and sell at the fair. Well, I opened up the box, and I looked down, and wouldn't you know who's staring up at me? You don't know? Yes. <laughs> so I have two kimonos, and the kimono that's actually in the in the sales box actually has a charm around her neck. Oh! So I'm probably what I'm probably going to do is I'm probably going to clean her up, get her hair all nice and tamed and as pretty as I can get her, and she will probably be on display at the fair. Awesome. So I will have an actual kimono with me. Very cool. That way we'll have both our uh, spokes ponies, so to speak, there at the table yes. with you. Yes, I'm hoping to find um, the original pony I used. The um, G1 uh, talks a lot. I'm hoping to find her eventually in my house. I know she's around here someplace. I just got to find her. And hopefully she'll be there too. So all three of them will hopefully be there. Awesome. So, but um, pony news. Now my pony news. So I've got a couple of boxes here to open. And it's only two this week. I'm, I'm sorry that unfortunately last week, next last week, unfortunately, probably will never actually ever get aired because it's still saying processing. So Was that's it even appropriate for people to download or? I don't know. That is odd. 
it it it's recorded, but it's it's saying audio being processed. Hmm. So I don't know if that oh, was blog well, talk. Oh, who even knows, you know? Yep. So I've got the first box open, and oh, it's my favorite pony. Oh goodness! And a baby. And guess what? What? She is mint in package. A big package. Did you get more stuff with her? No, she's mint in package. Ooh. Oh, this was the um the baby moon dancer? Yes. Oh cool. So this is sweet. I have everything with her and she has her little diaper on her. She looks so cute with it on. Cool. So she is so adorable. I'm gonna have to figure out what this is. If that's on the plastic, and if I can wash it off, because the plastic is a little on the yellow side, and unfortunately, as all mint and package. Items tend to have happened to them. The even though it's never been opened, awesome. It's the stuff is starting to peel away from the um the plastic is starting to peel away from the backing. So this will definitely be one that I will be waiting for a solid box to come in so that I can go ahead and package her into that box so that I know that the the box will no longer be disintegrating before my very eyes. <laughs> The one side is open, but I think that's more the tape gave way than somebody actually opening it. Right. So, but this is like so sweet. They have baby moon dancer and she's mint. Yay! Awesome. I will put her back in this box because she will she will remain in this box until as I said I get a a storage box for um G one mint and package stuff 
I don't have too many of them, but I have enough of them where they need their own box. Because they're a little bit more sturdy. Protected from the elements, also. Yeah. Yeah, because these boxes are a little bit more delicate than, say, the G3 boxes. Okay, one more box, and it's huge. I don't remember order, getting winning anything that would require a box this big. <laughs> okay, almost there. Just gotta get. Should I just take there we go. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Who did I get here? Well, I have a list, but I'd rather go in and peek through here. Tissue paper and little bubbles. That's the first one out of the gate is ah yes, it is Wendy in the dancing prance outfit. Oh, cool! Funny wear is always fun. Oh yes, and I finally have now completed the outfit because I've been looking for the leg warmers for the longest time, so now this is the outfit's complete. <laughs> and the windy might be an upgrade. Awesome. So I'll have to look at my windy. I have to say the person packaged everything very nicely. Everything's in, in, in nice um, baggies with um, tissue paper wrapped around them. And then next up is Miss Bonnie Bonnet in Lights, Camera, Action. I needed her shoes and her boa to complete this outfit. And the great thing was the seller was actually selling because you know how normally the seller will put the outfit on a pony and say it's just the outfit that's for sale, not the pony itself? Right. She was selling the pony and the outfit. Cool. So I think, Bonnie, I do need... And then here's first tooth quackers with the with their accessories, including the um, the ring stacks, which 
I realize now I'm missing the very top ring. Which I did not realize that they were supposed to have five rings instead of four. Oh, what, the stack toy? Yeah. And speaking of accessories, you will laugh. I was going through uh, my box of accessories, go ahead and start cataloging. I realized yeah. I had several auctions of accessories that I never cataloged. <laughs> you what? <laughs> I never cataloged the accessories. <laughs> oh, goodness. So I currently have a card table full of accessories and, and, and ponies. Well, then you've got a lot of cataloging to do, huh? Uh, yes. And probably I have now a lot of doubles of accessories. <laughs> well, I mean, that's more for you to sell at the fair, I guess. There you go. Well, now I have baby newborn squirmy with her little duck comb. Yeah, so I was going through and I was pulling out the, the stuff because I figured I'd catalog by whom I already had stuff for first and then go from there. Mm-hmm. And I started pulling out some baggy bags and it's like, why is why do I have a big, huge bag of, oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. More than what I was expecting to do. Oh, I've got a newborn basket. Ooh, cool. With four little newborns in it. I've got... I'm going to have to look them up because I don't remember which newborns these are because these are newborn twins. Oh, those are always fun. Oh, yes. Especially when you've got two of them. They've got the same exact symbol. The only difference is one is pink and one is orange. (laughs) And they're all in great condition. The only, the only problem I see on any of them is uh, one has blue ink on her ear. Mm-hmm. You know, I shade that a little bit with a Mr. Clean um, eraser. Yeah. <laughs> but their hair is so perfect and nice and shiny and Silky and soft. So is Squirmy's. Squirmy's really cute. Yes. 
And, of course, that also fits in with our topic of the evening because, of course, we will, of course, be talking again about the newborn and friendship is magic. So I could not have gotten the most perfect of packages. Boy, I did not realize I bought this much from this got this much from this seller. <laughs> okay, two more. That explains why this box is so big. <laughs> so next up we've got Now it's a pink wagon. Oh. It's the UK exclusive baby ribbon. Oh, cool. Which is the non Betty Buy version. Nice. One with regular normal eyes. Yes, so now I have both versions. Which is great. And now and Pony Puppy is currently pacing. <laughs> need to go outside. He is giving the signal that he wants to go outside despite the fact that it is raining outside. And he will probably come in looking like Mud Bud from uh, the Air Bud Baby movies. Because <laughs> literally, I brought him in earlier tonight, and I literally had to take him right into the bathroom and throw him right in the bathtub. <laughs> he did not like no, I'm I'm betting not. Because he can no longer jump out of the bathtub. <laughs> I've got him. Come on. Can we manage to stay out of the mud puddles, please? Yeah, you're right. He's probably thinking it and said, yeah, right. You want me to stay out of mud puddles? Uh Uh-huh. And there he goes. to the dirt he just walked. Of course. You expected anything less? Uh, Not from Pony Puppy. He is evil. 
which brings us into the topic of the evening. Evil baby? Yes, a new baby on Friendship is Magic, the birth of a baby and the rebirth of an old pony's personality. Now, again, I do realize we did do this last week. Um, If that show ever comes up, I'm going to leave both of them. Because it's just going to be kind of more along the lines of the ones just explaining there was technical difficulties in this way. Maybe we might get a little extra tidbits in, you know. Well, I know we're not going to remember everything that we said last week regarding uh, tonight's topic of Baby Flurry Heart and Sunset Shimmer and everything that those entail. No, we're definitely not, but we're going to try and get do as much as we possibly can. Um, first, we're going to start off with uh, the season one season finale, or the season five season finale, and the fact that uh, Sun, Sunlight Shimmer had gotten a hold of a spell that was created by, who was it created by again? Star Swirl the Bearded. Yes. In regards to time travel. And it was supposed to be so complicated that even Twilight hadn't mastered it yet. Yes, and amazingly enough, not only did Starlight Shimmer master it, she actually changed it. So she, so that kind of speaks to just, I mean, the amount of power that she's got. And she doesn't even have, like, a formal magic education. She seems like she's pretty much self-taught. Yep. Which I think is kind of cool that they're showing, you know, because uh, before this we didn't see a whole lot in the way of unicorns that had magic on par with Twilight or, you know, even better than Twilight. Um, there was Trixie, but she could just basically do little illusions and stuff. Yeah, she was, um, I would say she's considered more of a magician. Yeah. In the pony community. Oh, 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 wait. Before I forget, I did get a couple of other things. I finally broke down, and I bought two books, three books, actually, Uh, one of which is because I'm starting to get so much of the uh, G1 Europeans 
that, you know, I just had to get it. And, of course, that is Deborah Burge's Ponies Around the World. Oh, awesome. Because there is not really very many... um, There's not very many um, lists out there for G1 Europeans. Yeah, the Nirvanas, it seems to be kind of hard to find a lot of reliable information on them. Yeah. And she even was, um, I emailed her and I told her, you know, I bought your book. Um. And she she actually sent me a list that she had compiled herself, and I said, but I also like to have uh, pictures because I'm a very visual type person. And unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that I've gotten, unfortunately, in the book does not have a picture associated with it. <laughs> oh. So I'm going to kind of have to use both the paper version of a list and then the um, book. Right. To go ahead and catalog all my Europeans. And then I finally broke down and I bought Summer's latest G. her latest uh, inventory guide, which, of course, is the My Little Pony 2009 to 2012 collector's inventory. And I realized while I was actually thumbing through it that there's a couple of uh, things that I packaged up that I'm going to have to go back downstairs and grab the box that I have to catalog into that book. <laughs> and then I got the Mini Pony Collector's Guide, which I don't know who actually wrote it because there's no author on here. hmm but it's the uh, blind bag book. Oh! That comes with the exclusive uh, pony, but you know what the funniest thing is? I cannot find the exclusive pony in the book anywhere. Uh, I can't remember that pony's name. It was like T-Love or something like that. Well, it's a good thing that I also printed off the um, printable version because this one only goes up to 2003, or no, 2013. So... Yeah, that's everything. So okay. that's the topic at hand. Cool. 
Yeah, I finally broke down and bought some more inventory, guys, because I really need to keep a better inventory. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's hard to sit there and catalog everything, you know? Oh, yeah. Especially when you've got a rather large collection. Definitely, definitely. But back to topic at hand. Um, she had not only mastered this this spell, but she had also changed it to where it linked up with Twilight. Right, and that specific moment in time that Starlight decided she was going to go back and stop which um, that particular moment in time was the Sonic Rainboom. I believe earlier in that episode, Twilight was talking about in a lecture that she was giving at um, the School for Gifted Unicorns. Yes, because you got to actually see... um... You got to see Moon Dancer again. Yeah, she was sitting in the audience. Yeah. What's kind of cool Having... you got to see her again going back into her studies so that yeah. you know, she's doing she's doing something. Yeah, and she looks a lot better than she, yeah, she looks a lot better than she did in the original episode she was in. Yeah, the amending senses episode. Yeah. She finally she finally fixed her hair. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah she, she was going through some rough stuff in that episode. Yeah. So, and so they went back in time. She stopped the sonic rain boom from occurring. And then when they went back to the future, suddenly the castle was gone. Yeah, every time Sunset Shimmer would use the surge, I keep calling her Sunset Shimmer. Starlight Glimmer, I'm sorry. (laughs) They use all these similar names and this is what happens. Exactly. But um, Starlight Glimmer started affecting timelines every time they would go, she would use the spell to go back in time to change one little thing. And yeah, it, would... it seems like a tiny little thing, it ended up being kind of a big thing. Yeah, it definitely did, because when she went back in time, back to the present, the castle was no longer there. And Terrible 
and the Crystal Empire had emerged, and he was now in charge. Yep. Sombra had somehow come back. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's Sombra, sorry. Wrong one. Well, so, you know, we haven't seen anything or heard anything of Sombra in quite some time. Uh, I mean, unless you count the comic book. He hadn't really been yeah. back in the actual show until this episode. Well, because I think he had been destroyed by Twilight and her friends finding the crystal heart. Yeah. So, um, so they were there for a very short period of time. They were talking with everybody, and it was like nobody knew really knew one another. Yeah, the um, I believe in the time the timeline where Sombra was around, uh, Applejack was still there. And she's talking to Applejack, going, "Well, Applejack, don't you remember me? Where's Rarity? Where's Pinkie Pie? Where's you know all everybody else?" And Applejack's like, "Huh, Pinkie who? Rainbow what? No, I don't know who you're talking about." She's like, "I know Rarity, but she's not here. She's in Manhattan." Yeah, helping with the cause. Thing of that nature. Yeah, they were helping with the war causes against Sombra. And then, again, they went back in time. Starlight, again, prevented the sonic rain boom. They go back to the present, and then all of a sudden, they're they're face-to-face with another war against Chrysalis. Uh, Chrysalis. Yeah. Sorry, I had meds in my mouth. That's okay. <laughs> so pronunciations sound weird. That's why. It was at this point that I had actually sat there and I looked and it's like I'm looking at it and it's like I'm realizing as they're going back in time, back and forth in time, they're going back and forth with the evil that they fought and defeated. Oh, yeah. Now, the only one they didn't they didn't do was Tyrick, but that was very much tangled up with her becoming a princess and since that never occurred that was one battle that definitely never occurred right so I mean since since there was no there was no princess of magic there was no magic for him to go after um, there was no reason for him to show up 
Right. Because the next time they went back and forth in time, um, they hit, when they came back to the future, it was Discord. Right. And, of course, with Twilight and her friends never defeating him, he was never stuck in the statue and never reformed. So yeah, he he. I mean, she just came. They just came back, and they were like, um, "We're not even going to do anything here. We're just gonna, we're just gonna go back through the portal." Yeah. <laughs> they just turned right back around and went right back in. I thought this was um, in power was interesting though because they had like the resistance force that was led by Zakora. Yeah. Yeah, and that was um that one was really a a good one because she had the ability to see who was a changeling and who was an actual pony. And she cast a spell on Spike and Twilight and she goes, You are not the ones that are different. We are the ones that are different. Mhm. So go back and fix whatever it is that has changed in time to cause us to not be who we truly are supposed to be. So, and then, of course, the last time they went back and forth through the portal, they hit Nightmare Moon. So that's kind of a neat one, too, because you got to see Rarity, but... She was like a a very snooty, very sort of mean rarity. Yes. Because she was unfortunately working for Nightmare Moon. And it was Princess Celestia who was now trapped in the moon. So, mind you, as as she went back in time, now we've just gone through everything that has happened when she's come back to the present, going back to the past. Uh, the first time that she went back into the past, she was kind of, Twilight and Spike were kind of like, what's going on? And Starlight Shimmer, the only thing she did was she tripped up Rainbow Dash just before she started to do the Sonic Rainbow. Yeah. The just, second time... Go ahead. Oh, uh, she just... Um, what, she just, like, pulled her tail or something like that? Yeah, she did something kind of childish. And then when they came back the second time was when she revealed what she had done. And she what she had done at that point was to take twi- take and talk with the Pegasus who were teasing Fluttershy. Yeah, and trying to convince the to leave her alone. Yeah. 
which, of course, was the big antagonistic thing that made Rainbow Dash do the Sonic Rainbow. Right. The third time she came back, they actually had a bit of a battle where Starlight actually, as soon as they came through the portal, trapped them in a block and did the same thing to Rainbow Rainbow Dash. Well, the last time she came back was after, of course, running in the Nightmare Moon, and Twilight was ready for her. As soon as they came through that portal, she shot off magic. She hit Sun Starlight Shimmer, knocked her base her butt basically to the point where she couldn't do anything. And this time they went back in back in time together. Yeah, I think Twilight grabbed her and they both went through the um the spell portal thing at the same time. And that's when and she finally got to see all the destruction she was causing. Yeah, because what they came back to was an absolute wasteland. You know, there was probably like all the villains had won or there was just a huge natural disaster. Who knows? There, It was just, it was nothing. Just a yeah. barren wasteland. So when she came back, when they came back through the portal, Starlight Star Glimmer was like, oh my God, I cannot believe that I caused all of that. After, of course, denying it. Yeah, because prior to that, she was like, there's, you know, Twilight kept telling her, you're causing, you're destroying the entire world. Yeah, and Starlight was like, yeah, right, I don't believe you, you're lying. Yeah. And even after seeing that, she's like, well, you just made up that illusion. It's like Twilight's like, no, you created this spell. You created this spell. So, no, that is the real future as of just what you did just now. So it's at that point that she finally explains why she became the way she became. Yeah, why there you got the story behind why uh Starlight Glimmer had decided that all cutie marks were bad and why she had created, you know, that village where she took away everybody's cutie marks. Yeah. Which is another rather imp- impressive display of her abilities. That yep. she somehow forged a spell to take away a cutie mark. 
think she's a pretty powerful spell user. Hopefully she doesn't go too far with it again because, I mean, shooting marks in in friendship is magic or kind of important. Yeah, they they define who you are. It's a little scary. Somebody can use some sort of magic to take away everything that you are. Yep. But in any event, um, yeah, when Twilight finally shows her what all her meddling time is doing and that it's not just an illusion and it's not a trick and it's not a lie, that this is all a direct result of Starlight's actions, she kind of changes her tune a little bit and explains what happened. Um, Yep. I'm sorry, it's been a while since I've seen the episode now. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I think, uh, well, she explains to Twilight what happened, and Twilight's kind of like, you know, I used to be like that and thinking that I didn't need friends, that all I needed was just, you know, my books, and she says, and then... I discovered that you don't have to be the same as everybody else and, you know, you can make friends with all different kinds of ponies. And she said, I can take you on as a student. And Starlight's like, well, you would do that even after I've done all this? And... You know, Twilight being Twilight basically just says, oh, yeah. So she ends up becoming Twilight's student or protege or whatever you would like to call it. I guess I guess student is the word. Yeah, she takes her on as her protege. And the reason why she became... friend as a Philly. The reason why she had become so angry is because gosh darn it. It's because her best friend, uh who was but who's uh who was a cult by the name of Sunburst had earned his, his cutie mark. And after he earned his cutie mark, he was sent off because he had such a um, ability with magic. He was sent off to school, leaving her alone. Right. So... That's why she created. That's why she took away all cutie marks, because she felt that cutie marks took and took away from being took away friendships. Right, because once you discovered, it's kind of one of those. 
it's kind of something that was almost touched on with some of the CMC episodes. Um, like the one where Sweetie Belle kept having, or not Sweetie Belle, um, Apple Bloom kept having nightmares about having a really bad cutie mark. Um, sometimes what seems to happen is that once you once you figure out your special talent, you're kind of devoted to that. And sometimes you don't have time for your friends. Um, yeah, that kind of seems less less the fault of the mark and more a fault of some pony not having their priorities in order. But mm, that's just me. But um, so Starlight Quimmer just kind of because Sunburst was taken away after he found his talent. She just kind of saw it as this wasn't something that. It wasn't part of finding who you were. It became uh, a cutie mark with something that was like it separated you from everybody else, but not always in a good way. Yeah. An understandable fear, but she took it a little far. But the way that there is a way that this actually leads into the season premiere of season six. Yes, because season six, of course, is uh, the crystalline. Um, Shining armor and and Princess Cadence's baby is finally born. Of course, this we also have to go back to the episode in which they announced the baby that they were pregnant which is something I had mentioned last week. I am sorry, but I loved that episode because, A, Pinkie Pie had to keep a secret. Which we all know is impossible and, for Pinkie Pie. Yeah, she looked like she was about ready to explode by the end, by the time, like, they they were they finally announced that they were having a baby. But um, Twilight had, had gathered up everything that um, her brother liked. And the scene I love in that episode was when he saw it all. I mean, oh, he just went fuck wild. It, it was like he went from full-grown male stallion that I protect the, you know, I protect the kingdom and all of that to a complete child within three seconds. <laughs> Well, you know, seeing all your stuff from when you were little has that effect on you. Captain of the Guard is hot. Yes. He he went from being, you know, Captain of the Guard, you know, all official and stuff, to he saw his stuffed animal from when he was a a kid. The smile on his face was so big, it it was a pony person getting one of their ponies from when they were a kid back again. Give me them pause. Get over here. Come on. Your paws need to get cleaned. Or at least dried off. Come on. 
there a messy puppy coming mm-hmm. in from the outside? Yes. And, of course, he's being difficult. It's either this or I put you in the bathtub. You're not the bathtub. So I would pick one. Show me the belly. (laughs) Show me the belly. Down. Over. Over. Well, if you wouldn't lay down in the mud, then we wouldn't have to do this. Stop. Is that him grunting? That is him. (laughs) Get my thumb out of your mouth. just threatened me. Oh, no. Because <laughs> he grabbed my thumb kind of like, if you keep doing this, I am going to bite down. <laughs> no, bad pony puppy. You're staying back here until you're dry. <laughs> so... Um, back to the episode, uh, the crystalline episode, um, they were trying to figure out what, um, Starlight's first, um, friendship thing, friendship lesson was going to be because at the end of season five, everyone had agreed that, you know, just like Discord she should be given a chance to be rehabilitated. Right. So they told her that, okay, we will go ahead and rehabilitate you. And so the first lesson was going to be during the, they were trying to figure out what was going to happen as they were waiting for the invitation for the crystalline. Well, they finally get it, and it finally come, breaks down to one of three options. One option, Starlight does not want, and she tells Spike she doesn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And Spike's telling her, well, then you need to tell her, you need to sit down with her and tell her, look, I do not want to do this one, which, of course, is meeting up with her childhood friend and trying to make amends with oh god I just had his name uh, Sunburst yeah with Sunburst so of course that is the thing that's chosen because well he happens to live in the Crystal Empire so it's kind of like okay this is perfect 
we'll put them back, we'll put them together. So they get to the Crystal Empire, and they're greeted by what looks like Twilight's brother. But unfortunately, who falls asleep every five minutes. <laughs> oh, poor guy is suffering from new dad sleep deprivation. Yes, he's his mane looks like a wreck. His tail looks like a wreck. He looks like he hasn't shaved in in like five weeks. He he just looks horrible. And of course, I didn't Twilight... know until this episode that ponies could get a five o'clock shadow, but <laughs> I guess if you're a new dad, you can. <laughs> Pony bird has but, but he, and the funniest thing is, Twilight is completely oblivious to how he looks. Yeah, like doesn't bother to ask why he looks like he's an absolute wreck. No. Poor guy. Yeah. And does not ask him why he keeps falling asleep every five minutes. So at this point, um, the story kind of breaks off into two different parts. Um Twilight sends Spike with Starlight Glimmer to go find Sunburst to go amend their friendship while everybody else heads to the castle. Well, everybody has seen this part. Uh, They get to the castle, and he's all like, "Um, Twilight, there's something a little bit different about the baby that's probably going to startle you. And she's like, oh, I've seen baby fillies before. It's not going to be a problem. And they all walk in and they're all like, oh, oh, she is so cute. And then the blanket falls away. And they all look at her in horror. Because at first, it just, she just looks like this cute little baby unicorn that's kind of in the same colors that Cadence is. And then it's like, oh, that is not a unicorn. No, she opens her eyes and the blanket opens at the same time. Okay, by this point, nobody's noticed that the horn on her looks bigger than what it should. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, they it's like they're they're looking at her and it's like she's an alicorn, and she looks like a full blown alicorn. Uh, the bigger wingspan alicorns have than regular Pegasus have. Uh, her horn is larger than a newborn unicorn's horn would be. And her eyes are fully developed. Yeah, she doesn't have the little button eyes that the um, pound and pumpkin had. Yeah, and every other newborn has. 
And um, you have Cadence, of course, who's, I mean, you know, Cadence normally looks like the picture of perfection. She looks like she's been through heck and back. And you have Luna and Celestia who are standing by, whom have worried looks on their faces. Yeah, because according to them, this is the first time that there's ever been an alicorn born in Equestria. Yeah, because even uh, Rarity goes, wait a minute, I thought your wings, an alicorn's wings had to be earned. So they're 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 completely confused as to what's going on, and then suddenly the baby sneezes. Oh yes, the baby sneezing, and that is when you finally realize why Cadence and Shining Armor look the way they do. Yeah, why they're not looking that great. Yeah, because she's just blown a hole in the ceiling. <laughs> And everyone's looking up kind of like, uh, she did that? <laughs> yep, baby did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and like, uh, Cadence is kind of looking kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah she did that. that. That was solely her. So they ended up having to divide everything up because not everything was ready for the crystalline. And, of course, as soon as somebody asks Shining Armor, are you ready? He's just like, like, oh, my God, nothing is ready. Typical man if he is in charge of anything for, like, a christening. (laughs) Nothing is ready with a lot right now, poor Shining Armor, because it's kind of like, you know, do you have anything ready? No, I've been dealing with this baby that sneezes and blows holes in the house for no reason. (laughs) I can't sleep. I can't eat. I can't walk away for two seconds. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) And that's basically what happened. So, Twilight's like, okay, me and me and Pinkie Pie will watch the baby while you guys go and get everything ready for the crystalline. So meanwhile, Starlight Glimmer is trying desperately to get out of going to see Sunburst. Yeah, she even tricked Spike into telling him, telling her and the whole crowd of ponies the story of how he saved the Crystal Empire because there's there's a statue of Spike like in the middle of a town square as they're walking through the Crystal Empire to go find Sunburst. Yeah. So, of course, that kind of distracts them for a while. And they eventually get to Sunburst House. And 
she's thinking he's this great and powerful wizard and it it feels really awkward for her to go there and try to talk to him because she's telling like she's like what I haven't seen him in years what do I say to him after you disappeared I enslaved an entire village because I thought cutie marks were bad yeah. He's like, well, you know, just you'll figure out something. No, no, I don't want to do this. This is a bad idea. And he seems suspiciously standoffish and like says, well, you know, on this list that Twilight made is, you know, possible topics that you guys could talk about. And one of the things you could talk about was the most embarrassing thing either of you have ever been through. And, you know, hey, I enslaved an entire village is pretty embarrassing, but nobody wants to talk about that. Yeah. Kind of an awkward thing to bring up in casual conversation. Exactly. So, and then go for it. Well, while they're being awkward, you have um, Twilight and Cadence are trying to get things ready, and then Shining Armor, poor guy, he's trying to hold himself together and stay awake long enough to pick some some guards for the ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) And he, like, jumped to help it. At somebody, and you know, yeah. Instead of it landing on their on their head, instead it landed on on their face. So yeah, needless to say, that's not going well. No. And then all of a sudden. You have Cadence walking into the room, and you have poor Pinkie Pie, which normally she's great with kids. Because kids love Pinkie Pie. Yeah. And this kid is no exception, except for she loves Pinkie Pie just a little too much. Oh, yeah, grabbing all over her, pouncing on her. Oh no, she no, she suction cupped herself to her face. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I that. she got that look on her face, kind of like, could would somebody please get her off of me? Because I mean, I like kids and all, but um, she is freaking me out. <laughs> and of course. She gets her off, and the baby, of course, has this huge hissy fit. Yeah, because she's so they, not onto the Pinkie Pie anymore. Yeah. So they take her to the one object that you would think that they would want to keep, the baby who sneezes and all of a sudden 
blasts a light laser bolt out of her horn away from, which is the crystal heart. Yeah, which is and surprisingly a fragile object for the only thing that's keeping the horrible, horrific winter weather out of the Crystal Empire. Yeah. Up so, of course... <laughs> yep. So, of course, what do they do? They take the baby to the Crystal Heart, and what does the baby do? Destroy it! She sneezes. <laughs> Yeah, she sneezes and she destroys it. And everyone's looking like, uh, what do we do now? <laughs> so, so, what, so, of course, Rainbow Dash goes, look, I deal with clouds and clouds there all the time. I'm going to deal with the clouds that are now rolling in upon the, the, this village like a storm rolls in on Chicago out of the blue. <laughs> and Luna and Celestia are like, look, these are not, you know, Equestria clouds. Okay, these are clouds of a different color. Uh, let us take care of this. You guys figure out how to fix this. <laughs> So they went off to do the easy job. <laughs> Supposedly, yeah. They, they, um, Luna Celestia end up holding off the storm. Yeah, and they don't have to be- deal with a psychotic baby. <laughs> the so I think. Baby of destruction. So yes, they go ahead. Sorry, Pony Bird's laughing in the background. <laughs> Too cute. He thinks it's funny. So what happens at that point is they have to figure out how to go ahead and put the the crystal heart back together. And they go to the library, and of course, Twilight is looking at this library, kind of like, uh, "How are we supposed to find this book?" Because it's huge. Yeah, it's a rather extensive library, and apparently, not everything is organized. No, not at all. And. They end up uh, eventually. Now, mind you, poor shining shining armor. armor. Thank you. He is put in charge of taking care of the baby while they find the book. And of course, the baby is flying throughout this entire library. Popping in and out of places. And Cadence looks down at him kind of like, I thought you were going to take care of the baby. (laughs) 
And he completely looks up at her, kind of like looking at her, kind of like, what do you think I'm trying to do here, woman? (laughs) I am not having a tea party. (laughs) Yes, let me contain the massive, small, the, well, massive, the small instrument of destruction. (laughs) It's the only thing we can really call this baby at this point. Exactly. It's kind of just destroying everything. Yes, and of course, um, attaches herself to Pinkie Pie once again, in which once the baby does that, Pinkie Pie freaks out. Which I think I might freak out a little bit too, considering what this kid is capable of. Yeah. She just suddenly, all of a sudden, appears on her face and is kind of like, oh my god! Yeah, I mean, a baby unicorn that can blink, um, which is what they, in the G1 cartoons, what they call that random teleporting thing, is uh, blinking. But a baby unicorn that can go ahead and blink, right when they're that little, is rare enough. But then when you oh, have yeah. somebody that's on the level of alicorn magic able to do that kind of stuff, that's terrifying. Yeah. Got no control over her magic. She has no clue what she's doing. No, she doesn't realize that she's creating mad havoc. She, of course, thinks it's fun. I think I had mentioned when we first talked about this um, last episode, the only way that things could have gotten worse would have been if Discord was there. (laughs) (laughs) And he would have said, oh, yes, new playmates. (laughs) Cord would have had a ball with this kid. Yeah, but it would not have gone well for anyone else. (laughs) No. No, it definitely would not have. But, um, and and as I said, the worst part is he's trying to contain the kid, and of course, there is no containing this kid. No. With her wild magic, there's just no way. No. And you would think that Cadence would understand this because she's been living with this kid for how many weeks now? (laughs) The kid's probably like close to a month old or something, something like that. Yeah, I would hope so. But then uh, we come to the point where you're watching it. This thing's been destroyed. They finally contain the baby in a bubble. They finally find a, a, a thing to contain the baby in a bubble 
Of course, this is after Cadence finds the book with the spell they need, or they think they need, and Twilight reads it, and of course, Shining Armor has the kid. And then she sneezes again, and all the units produce a shield to protect themselves from the blast, and the blast sort of bounces off everybody's shield and hits. Oh no, that was when that that was that was when the, um, the heart was destroyed. Oh, okay. Well, what was it that hit the book again? Or well, something hit the book. No, it hit. She hit that thing full dead on. <laughs> oh yeah, she yeah she wrecked that book. And Cadence looks over at Shining Armor, kind of like really seriously. <laughs> Poor Shining Armor, he could not catch a break in in that episode. No, there was no winning for him. No, there was definitely not. So. Um, we are going to end up in Ponies After Dark, uh, continuing on with this topic. Unfortunately, unlike last week, we don't have any um, new list- new live listeners other than Samantha. So we will, of course, say good night, Samantha. Good night, Samantha. And I'll even give you a kimono. This is Kimono, and you have listened to Pony Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, but then we cut back to everyone's trying to get everybody um, evacuated from the city because... Um, at this point, we have Caden, we have, not Caden, we have Celestia and Luna coming back down from the cloud. And even they look horrible. I mean, yeah, this is the first time I have ever seen the two of them look horrible. Yeah, apparently the, um, the battle to try and keep everything at bay is not going well. No. So they end up coming back down to try and to, it's like, you know, we need to evacuate the city because, you know, if we don't, bad things will happen. So, of course, um, Starlight Glimmer had given up on trying to make up with uh, Sunburst at this point. Her and Spike are walking back towards, walking towards the castle when they meet up with everybody, and they're like, they give them the brief synopsis of what's going on, and she runs back to him, figuring he can he can fix this. Yeah, because he's supposed to be in her as far as she's concerned, this big, important wizard. And he's kind of, you know, blowing it off. 
going. I've got far too much to do. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just way too busy. I, I, I just, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't do, it. I can't do it. And it's not clicking with her that he's avoiding the subject altogether. And she's like, "Have you looked out of your window, dude?" Yeah, because at this point, it's pretty obvious that it's more than just a bad storm. No. So they come down. It comes down to the point where it's kind of like he needs to try and figure something out. And he goes, "You know what? Maybe this. Maybe this. Maybe this." And he's grabbing all sorts of books. Meanwhile, back at the castle. Um, after the book had been destroyed, they were like, this book had this spell, and, you know, she Twilight's freaking out because the book has been destroyed, and so has the spell. And Shining Arbor's like, um, Twilight, didn't you read it? And she goes, yeah. He's go, you've got a photographic memory. Yeah, if anybody can, like, something like, if anybody can do a spell after reading it only once, it's Twilight. Yeah. And it's like, hello. And she's kind of like staring at him for like two seconds, and she's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it takes a few minutes for, for her to grasp the, what he's trying to say, but she eventually grasps it. And so she writes down the spell that's supposed to, you know, put to get put together objects that have been destroyed. And so they of course go back to the heart, they try to use it on it, and it doesn't work. This is when Sunburst and Starlight come out. And he reads the spell and throws it away and goes, yeah, this ain't going to work. You want ice? Just kind of like, you know, this ain't going to work. And it's great, great, great spell, but it ain't going to work on this. <laughs> and so I like staring at him kind of like, what? And so he gives everybody a piece of the spell to do and tells him, okay, everyone focus on the heart. And they get the heart put back together, and he goes, what needs to happen is the crystalline needs to happen. It needs to occur. The love and everything from the, the citizens will put the crystal heart back together. Yeah, like you had to have, see, there was, it, it had to be a combination spell because, the um the crystal heart is not it's not a normal magical artifact. It's something no. that it only works by being fed all the love and support and the emotions of the citizens of the Crystal Empire. And um supposedly the crystalling, which was what they were there for in the first place, 
is something that they explained at the beginning of the episode. It's something that happens every time there's a new pony born in the Crystal Empire. They take um, a crystal shard and sort of add it to the heart after you present this new baby to the citizens of the Empire. And then, like, the support and the love for the new baby goes into the shard, which then becomes part of the heart which then kind of, like, spreads throughout the entire empire. Kind of a neat tradition, because then you think about it, that everybody is is sort of promising to protect the new baby, and then the new baby's becoming, with their shard being added to the heart, they're becoming part of the heart and becoming part of the support for the entire community. Yeah. And he also has um, a spell that's actually going to kind of help calm down the powers of the baby. His exact words were, I have something that's probably going to help you guys out. (laughs) Looking at mom and dad. And supposed to curb um, her powers a little bit. Thank goodness. Yeah, Yeah, no kidding. That's I think at that point they were they were just they, they, if if he could have and still would have looked manly doing it, I I totally think Shining Armor would have kissed him. Yeah, <laughs> like oh thank God. And he's like, you know, I was gonna make Twilight the Crystaller, but she's gonna have a much more more prominent role in this. So. Instead, it's Starbeam or Sunbeam that he says, since you came up with all of this, would you be the crystal? Which, of course, is a very big honor, Sunburst, which is a very big honor and becomes an even bigger honor because it's a royal baby. Yeah, the way they talk about it in the episode, it's almost kind of like being a Godparent. Yeah. It kind of seems like. So they do the spell, they do everything, and finally the heart, as soon as the. Now, all all the alicorns, of course, are focusing their power on it, and so is Starlight Glimmer. Because she figured she wouldn't have any part of this because, you know, something would happen. And he goes, no, you need to help too. So she does. And, of course, as soon as the crystal is put is put into the heart, the heart finally becomes whole again. And, of course, the entire Crystal Empire becomes crystallized again, and everybody looks like a big, like a standing crystal statue pony. Yeah, and they get all the really cool forms where, you know, everybody's all clear and shiny and stuff. Yeah. 
it would be so cool to at least have blind bag versions of everybody like that, but uh, maybe someday. Uh, maybe. But, yeah, I mean, by the end of the episode, everything everything's back to normal. And actually, things work out even better since Sunburst and uh, Starlight Glimmer got to talk. Because before, when he was kind of like blowing everything off and saying, oh, I'm way too busy, I'm way too busy, and Starlight says, have you looked outside? (laughs) And then he finally admits that he was not, that he didn't become, you know, this great and powerful wizard. And what had happened was he went to school but didn't really he went to the school but didn't really have all the power. He was really great at researching spells and finding everything, but as far as like being able to cast all the spells and stuff that he could research, he didn't really see you know, he implied that he didn't really have that ability. Which yeah. is kind of it's kind of odd if you think about um, him and Starlight, if they had stayed friends and she hadn't kind of like, or if they hadn't lost touch with each other, you know, between Sunburst's ability to research and his knowledge of spells and Starlight's raw power, they could have been a pretty strong and pretty impressive sorcerer team. I definitely agree on that. But that might be something we get to see later on, since now that they're talking again. I hope so. Are you I'm going to put Pony Bird to bed real quick because they're tired. Okay. Well, Pony Puppy's in bed, but that's only because he's wet. Well, I mean, African greys, when they get tired, they make this little noise with their beaks where they're, they kind of, like, scrape the inside of their beak. Uh. I call it the sleepy bird noise. That means it's time <laughs> for them to go to bed. Well, I'm hoping that at some point all this rain and stuff will stop and we'll get some a good solid week of warm weather so everything can dry up so that we can give Pony Puppy the first bath of the season. Ooh, bath. <laughs> I'm sure he's not looking forward to that, but... Oh, no, he never does. I, I was really good at I was being really good about it. Um, when we were going out to my uncle's house quite a bit, I was really good about it. I gave him a bath at least once a month because he had. We have this de-shedding uh, shampoo that you're supposed to use it every month. Does well, it keep him from shedding too much then. Yeah. Well, things happened. Um, I got busy. 
and with everything going on, you know, of course, he hates bath time anyway. (laughs) Well, that doesn't help matters, of course. No. But the only good thing is um, he can't get out of the bathtub anymore. So he can't run away in the middle of a bath? No. Well, that certainly makes it easier, but not quite as much fun for him. No. Unlucky pony birds give themselves a bath, but then, of course, they usually wait until after I've vacuumed the floor so that they can make it a great big mess. <laughs> because that's what birds do. Yep. But yeah, all in all, I thought that I thought the uh, the season the season finale and the series finale they both clicked in pretty pretty well. I thought they were good because I was. I was honestly kind of afraid that with the season five finale that Starlight was going to turn into another one of those characters that, oh, oh yeah, she's, you know, she's good now, but you're not really going to see much of her. I, I was kind of surprised and actually kind of happy that they brought her in with the season six opening in, and that, you know, she's going to be a regular part of the cast now which is good because with five, well, with six seasons now, all of the main six have kind of had full development. You know, we already know um, what everybody's ambitions were and if anybody had had like a certain set goal, like Rarity with opening new boutiques, you know, she, she has her boutique in Canterlot and... Uh, Rainbow Dash is part of the Wonderbolts Reserves, you know, which was a big dream of hers was to fly with the Wonderbolts. So she's done that already. Uh, Twilight's already a princess. Fluttershy is becoming more assertive. So everybody else's storyline is kind of more or less wrapped up. Uh, Starlight Glimmer gives us somebody new to develop. Yeah, and even the end of... uh... Season five, I mean, you looked at it and it was kind of like, is this going to be the end? Because it seemed more like an ending than the beginning. It seemed more like a series finale rather than a season finale. Well, I think they've kind of had to end a couple seasons sort of like that just in case it didn't get renewed, because you just, you never know. Yeah. Yeah, and especially with um, the channel being changed, um, changing hands twice. Well, yeah, that is a factor, too, because once this, Station ends up changing hand. Well, station. 
channel ends up changing hands, it's it's up to the new management whether or not they're going to keep anything on. Um, and even though Friendship is Magic has done rather well in ratings, as far as I as far as I know, anyway, still a chance that it could get cut. Yeah. Um, and six, well, and five seasons is good long run for for a kids show. Definitely. I'm actually surprised that it's still going. But, I mean, I guess we'll see. Now, did you get to see the newest episode of season six? I think it's, um, I can't remember the name of the episode. Not yet. Um, With work, I've been just so busy. Well, I won't spoil it for you, but I will tell you that the best part about the episode is that you get the return of (laughs) you get the return of one of Pinky's family members. Is it Maud? Yes. (laughs) Maud and Maud is the best part of the new of the newest episode. I love Maud, especially when you put her right next to Pinkie Pie because Pinkie Pie is just so out there and outgoing and Maud is just like, hi, I'm Maud. This is yeah. older. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is really It is really shocking how, how Pinkie Pie changed the day she saw that, that rainbow. Yeah, no, I haven't seen the newest episode, uh, Friendship is Magic. Um, I've got to see if it, hopefully it's on demand now. Um, what I have seen, which this is something everybody has been wondering, um, we are we are in Ponies After Dark after all. Sailor Moon. The new season premiered on Monday. Oh. And everybody has been wondering whether or not they were going to do a simulcasting because it was going to be on regular TV in Japan. But everybody was wondering, are you guys going to be doing, you know, a broadcast streaming for the rest of the world? Right. And this has been the world's best kept secret. Because even last week there was no news as to whether or not it was going to be broadcasted. I decided today to take a little break from work and head on over to Hulu to see if anything was up on there. And, oh, the new episode. Awesome. So, um, the animation style is very different. 
from the, the first two seasons because they're calling arc seasons, which to me makes sense because the arcs in the original series were the seasons. Right. And they changed the animation style to where it's not so CGI-ish. So it looks a little more like the 2D animation? Yes. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, they they changed the theme, the opening theme song, which I hate. Uh. Because it did not have, I don't know what language they translated it into, but they did not translate it into English. <laughs> okay, so it was all Japanese? No, I don't even know what it, no, no, it wasn't even Japanese. Hmm, that's weird. Hopefully next week's episode they'll, or the next episode they'll have, have it, um, fixed, because I don't know what the schedule is for when the episodes are going to air. Right. But, um, I hate the opening theme song. I wish they would just go back to Moon Pride. But um, the animation is a lot different. It's it's better. Transformations are better. Except for... There was one issue I had with their transformations. And I had to rewatch the end of season two. I know Neo Queen Serenity gave everyone stronger powers. Right. To go ahead and match the new strong power that, you know, Sailor Moon would have. But. What they didn't show was their transformation sticks changing. Okay, so they sort of left that out, huh? Yeah, because now instead of, because in the original it was, you know, mercury, mercury powder makeup, and then at this point, it should have been stars makeup. Right. Instead, they skipped that completely, and it's Mercury planet power makeup. Hmm. So it's the same exact wording that Saturn, Uranus, and Pluto have when they transform. Okay. No, actually, by now it should be um, crystal power. Mercury crystal, um, Mars crystal, Jupiter crystal, you know, it should have been crystal power makeup. 
and they introduced a new um, attack with Venus, which actually should have waited a couple of more episodes. Because it wasn't used in the manga until chapter 29. So they're jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah. Done that a couple times in the manga, or the, the anime, just to catch up with the manga. Yeah, but in this case, they're a little ahead of themselves. But, of course, the fact that they're actually adding in a couple of extra episodes into this season because they're breaking up a couple of the the volumes. Right. To go ahead and do a little bit more development. So. Hmm. That also might have been part of it. Yeah, that might be. But so far, I like the episode. Um, the only, the one thing that's kind of a little irking is they're calling Harak. They're doing they're what? Calling her, they're calling Haraka Can you pronounce Sailor Saturn's human name? Uh Saturn. Um no, Sailor, no. Huh? I can't I can't remember what her not Saturn. Um Uranus. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, are she cousins? <laughs> oh no, actually, no, no. They're they're actually gonna show them in their true light. Good. Because that always bothered me. Harak, Haruka. I think so. I I don't I don't know. I'm gonna admit I've been out of the Sailor Moon loop for a while now. I'm sorry. Well, I think that is her name. Well, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, I know there's some but, Sailor Moon fans in the audience that are down that have downloaded this that are probably screaming the correct pronunciation at us, and <laughs> I apologize for not getting it right. All right. I, it's, yeah, I, I don't I don't know if that's correct or not. I'm gonna assume that it is. I haven't seen the show in quite some time, and I haven't been caught up with it, so yeah, I apologize. 
that I can't be of more help. It's okay. But um, what irks me is everyone is calling her him or he. Oh, okay. So now we're changing genders, huh? Well, you've got to figure she also dressed masculine. Right. You know, instead of wearing the girl's uniform, she wore the boy's uniform. Oh, that is true. But they are definitely breaking down gender barriers. Uh, They are going to be the lesbian couple that they were originally written to be. Um, That is the one thing in the, the ending credits. The animation cells they use for that are just of those two. And one of the ones they use is when they're transformed into their sailor sailor personas lying next to each other. Um I hate to say it like this, kind of like in a 69 position, but their heads are right, like right next to each other. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. And she's cupping, they're both cupping each other's faces, and it's like they're about to kiss. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, at least they fixed that one thing about them. Yeah. Well, you've got to figure... Um, when this originally came out, you know, being gay, being lesbian, being bisexual, being anything of that, that state or origin was very taboo. And yeah, there's, to, there's oh, still some people that don't kind of like to talk about it, but it's, it's being more accepted now, finally. Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of like, you know, I think especially since now the U.S. passed that law, the legislation for gay marriage across the board, across the entire U.S., that they probably finally, when they sat down to talk about doing this arc, they finally said, you know what, the U.S. is finally open enough to actually take this and not have a hissy fit about it. Right. Well, and also at the time when Sailor Moon was first being um, was first being ported over to the U.S., it was there was. <laughs> there was still this notion that it's like, oh, because it's animated it must be for kids, so we have to make it kid-friendly. Yeah. Well, even the mangas, you've got to figure, um, Stars was only out on the shelves for a week. Oh, yeah, Stars. There was... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I remember the big thing with Stars. I mean, that was... That was the one thing that finally, thanks to Nishi, 
she was able to help me complete my original Sailor Moon manga series, which unfortunately, because it's so old, when I read it, I have to be very careful or else the pages are going to start falling out of the books. Yeah, that's the problem with some of those older manga books that you have to be careful with the pages falling out because the glue gets kind of dry and weird. Yeah, so I think that's probably I'm going to have to try and find um, a box to go ahead and store those into and just kind of put them into final storage. so that they don't break down any further. Yeah, probably a good idea. And luckily the other ones are not suffering that problem. You know, knock on wood. Yeah. (laughs) I just knocked on my bed, and that's made out of solid wood, so... (laughs) But um, yeah, they 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 were going to be releasing it simultaneously, a secret, and they did a very good job of it. <laughs> but because it is going to be simulcast on, now. Yes. Good. They're going to do the same thing they did um, originally, which is great. I love that idea. Well, I mean, that way everybody's getting it at the same time. Yeah. Well, it was so well-received the very first time. I mean, granted, yeah, you had some people, you know, crying and crabbing. Um, they did fix Sailor Moon's transformation. Okay, now her transformation isn't as comical because if you look at the first two seasons I look at when the bow comes out all of a sudden nurses bang this big old big old bow on right across her chest <laughs> and they like seriously focused on her chest area <laughs> Well, you know, but I mean, the way they just made everything, it was just like everything just like pop, 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 pop. Now everything is more flowy. Yeah, the bow still pops out, but it doesn't out looking like this big, huge, comical bow that just covers her entire chest. You know, they even, so it's kind of um, a little more elegant and less kind of just like, oh, yep, here's a transformation with everything sort of popping into place. Yeah. 
I think uh, without the CGI, kind of made it a little bit more better. Um, Mercury has a brand new transformation sequence. Venus has a brand new transformation sequence. Um, Jupiter and Mars, they kept true to the original anime. Awesome. And how they did the, and how their transformations work. So it's kind of like Every, they gave, everybody got new stuff for the new season. Then, yeah. Uh, the transformations for Jupiter and Mars, yeah, they're the same, but they changed some aspects of them. Of it. I think it's a lot cleaner, a lot nicer. Um, It's going to be really interesting to see because unlike when it was originally on, and they showed, you know, the premonition. This time, they just kind of just jumped right into it. Well, good. So. It's always nice to see any any version of Sailor Moon doing well. Oh, excuse me. Check my messages. Yeah. But my hopes are that it is a lot better than it was before. Well, it sounds like they have fixed quite a few things, so. Yeah. That's always good. So, um... We do have some other uh, pony news, um, fair-wise. Uh, we did get our application for the fair, for the table. Cool. So since I basically have found my box of the items I'm going to be selling, I know kind of what all of what I'm going to be selling as far as generation-wise. And you told me what you're going to be going ahead and sending so that we can put it on um, the one half that's going to try to help to help towards the cost of the show. Yeah, I'll, um, I don't know if I'm going to make it to BronyCon this year or not. Oh. I have to check because they keep saying that the tables are going to be opening up soon and it was originally it was well early March well mid-March well it's April now I know they've even they've either opened up the artist alley tables and I missed it or somebody's a little behind 
So let's let me check the merchant app with a lot. Nope, applications closed for Artist Alley. Oh well. So you're not gonna be going? Um, I'm not gonna be going to sell. But you will be going. I'm gonna try to actually go for the convention itself. We'll we'll have to see. I have to, um, I'm making more money with my new job, and I'm getting more hours, but we're also trying to get a vehicle and pay off some medical bills, because the boyfriend had some medical issues earlier this year, and make sure those bills get paid off before we can get a car. You know, we got to do all those grown-up things before we can go run off and have fun with ponies. Well, um, definitely let me know because uh, remember when I asked you what size shirt you wear? Yeah. My mother came up with an idea. Okay. (laughs) An idea for advertising for the show? And advertising for the show and possibly a product to sell. Oh, okay, cool. Um, T-shirts. Yes, I had thought about that too. However, instead of purchasing them from a company, getting transfer paper printing it off ourselves, and making the shirts ourselves. Yeah. That would actually probably be um, a lot cheaper if we could just print out a, des- a you know a design for the, the show. Well, actually, I was figuring our, um, our logo. Oh, yeah, with talkie and the microphone and stuff. That would be cool. And I've already printed it. I can make it um, 8 by 10 That sounds like a good idea. And then this way um, we have complete and we have complete and utter control over all of the aspects. We have control over uh, the T-shirt itself. Because if, especially if we're going to sell, um, I would want, you know, a high-quality T-shirt going to fit and fit well. Right. So we're hope, I'm hoping that um, Mom will soon be well enough so that we can go to Walmart to go ahead and pick up the supplies for said project to try it out first. Awesome. And then if we are going to do a a fair, it would be a pre-order type thing. And then we would ship. Mm 
we uh, because that way we can uh, make sure everybody gets the right size and we're not making like you, you don't end up making a whole bunch of a size we don't need. Right. Well, that'll be a good thing mm-hmm. to sell for supporting the show because everybody loves T-shirts. Oh yeah. And this and way. And the great part about it is um, your T-shirt will be made by Pony Mommy. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So how cool would that be to say my shirt was made by the host's mother only because the host cannot use an iron? (laughs) <laughs> well, you know We just say we're getting more family participation this way Exactly And basically it would be the cost of the t-shirt Um figuring out what kind of postage I'd want to do because I do kind of have a preference for shipping priority (laughs) (laughs) yeah because because priority flight rate you get last week with uh, priority not actually being guaranteed priority Uh, yeah, this is true. Then I don't have to worry about how how much the package weighs and then they'll pick up from the house. And I won't have to buy a box or an envelope. Yeah. They will provide such items. And then, of course, whatever is left over is proceeds that will go directly to the show. So, yes, folks, you have heard it here first. There will be my little puppy t-shirts now. Maybe. Maybe. We haven't haven't tried it out yet. Well, they're, they're in development. Yes. Of course, there's also the um, the object of what color T-shirt to use. <laughs> well, with iron-ons, it's probably best to go with either a white or a gray. Mom's leaning more towards white. Yeah. White's probably going to be easier to find, and it'll... Take the iron on a little better. Yeah. And plus, with all the dark purples and such, it'll pop a little bit nicer. Yes. Plus, also, I want to make sure that it is, um, once the iron on is done, you know, you put it in the washing machine, it's not going to be ruined or anything like that, so...
So it's a lot of different things. So, but that is actually it. Oh, that's good. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I'm getting used to staying up a little bit later now with my um my nighttime schedule because right now I do uh well I don't know nighttime so much as an evening schedule. At Cracker Barrel now, I, I do like usually like I go in at like twelve or one, and then I get off at like eight or nine. I get to do the dinner rush. Yay! <laughs> That's always fun. Yes, it's always fun when you make ten pounds of chicken, and then they turn around and ask for more. <laughs> Girl talk coming back to my station freaking out. Where is the chicken? You're out already? <laughs> I would just start making chicken and keep making chicken. <laughs> Pretty much what some nights are like. You just got to keep making whatever it is that they're eating. You know, some. It's weird because there there doesn't really seem to be much of a pattern. Like one night I could make 20 pounds of potatoes and that's all I'd have to make for the whole night. And then another night it's like, well, make 20 pounds of potatoes and then after you're done that, make 20 pounds more and then make more and then make more and then make more. (laughs) And you're just not sure what it's going to be like until you get there, you know? Well, that is the restaurant industry. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. <laughs> but it's a fun learning experience for me. Oh, that's good. Well, we're about to be cut off in about six minutes. Okay. So do you want to say Pony Night Nights? Yep, night-night, and I'll talk to you next week. Talk with you next week. Good night. Bye. Is that it? Are we alone? (sighs) Well, sorry about last week's mishap. But at least we were able to redo the show in a roundabout way. If that show is ever released, we will keep both versions up simply because I think both versions kind of have a little bit different, I want to say, outtakes and information. So, till next week, Happy pony hunting. Good night.